There are kids all around us, they're possibly your neighbors, who are sleeping on the floor tonight, sleeping on a couch or maybe a pile of pillows because they don't have a bed. Greg Watts, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is with us, and this ministry, they are making beds for children who don't have beds. And Greg, it is hard to believe there are children, not over there, but here, sleeping on the floor. Absolutely. It's... uh... If you'd have told me a year ago that we would see so many children that are in those kind of conditions, I would have said, no way, not in our community. But over the last 12 months, we've just been overwhelmed by the number of kids that we see and requests that we get for children who are in that condition of sleeping on the floor. Are there more needs of a bed than you can deliver? Always. I don't know that we've ever been ahead of the curve on supplying every need that we've had. That is shocking. You know, you would think in America, you got a bed. Absolutely, because we live in a society where everybody seems to have everything that they need. All right, so you've been working with this ministry, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, that's making beds. You are literally making bed. In fact, you brought me an example so I could see it, and uh, and it is a, a it's, well, it's to scale. I mean, it's a miniature. <laughs> I was making jokes. I was like, aren't children bigger than this? But uh, it's to scale um, because when you when you told me in the very beginning you're making beds, I was like, okay, and you're like, no, like I'm making a bed with hammer and nails and wood. Absolutely, we start with a group of volunteers on a Saturday morning with two-by-fours and two-by-sixes and one-by-fours at one end, and we start with saws and sanders and drills, and at the end of the day, we'll end up with a stack of headboards and a stack of side rails ready to deliver to children. And you also provide the bedding. We do. We provide all new mattresses, uh, sheets, comforters, and pillows, so when we leave delivering a child to bed, they're ready to go to sleep that night. Greg, would you tell me some of the stories about the children and why they don't have beds? What's oh, going on in the world? There's so many. Um, you know, we, we work with the school system a lot with the counselors uh, who work with families, uh, a lot of single moms who are working, but to try to afford beds for three or four children is beyond their budget. Uh, we end up with uh, grandparents who all of a sudden have three or four grandchildren back and they're on fixed incomes and have no way to buy bedding. We end up with um, women who have to leave abusive situations, just basically have to walk out of the house with what they have on with their children, and so they end up somewhere else with with nothing. Uh, so we've helped families that have been burned out of their homes, who've lost everything. I mean, the, the, the gamut's all over the board. Yeah, it sounds like it can be a wide range of things. What about defects? Are you able to work with them? Yes, and, and one of the things with defects, working with, with ladies and men who are coming out of recovery is before they're able to get their children back and get their family back together, they have to have beds. And that's a really tough thing for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get a bed, what's the process? Is there eligibility for it? Uh, the process is, I think about as simple as it can be. We <laughs> have a website, um, where people fill out a very short application and basically all we're asking is for contact information, a name, address, uh, a phone number, and email. And then we ask about the age, names, and sexes of their children. So when we go deliver, we can actually take uh, age-appropriate and sex-appropriate bedding for those children. So, you know, we take princess things and (laughs) 
butterflies and flowers. Unicorns. And, and, yeah. Yes. And then, you know, we get the airplanes and the G.I. Joe stuff and things for the guys and, and try to make it as fun and as appropriate as we can for them when we deliver. Because for a lot of the times, these children, this is the first time to have their very own bed. Absolutely. They've been sharing beds with siblings or, you know, anything they could cover up with. So, The need is shocking. You know, that that it's it's probably a need that I, I think, yeah, okay, when you're telling me, I'm like, okay, okay, I can see that now, but I might not be aware of it. Um, and you're bringing that awareness right now. All right, so how did you even come to see the need, let alone meet it? Uh, the need came from, I actually saw a Facebook uh, program from Mike Rowe, uh, who is famous for his Dirty Jobs series, which a lot of people seen. And Mike has a program called Returning the Favor. And the first session I ever saw was him interviewing Luke Mickelson and his family in Twin Falls, Idaho. And Luke is from a town from about 6,500 people in Kimberly, actually. And Luke built some beds with his youth group for a family they knew in need. They had some extra lumber, built an extra bed, and thought maybe somebody in the community that small might need something. Well, Mm -hmm. they got requests for 40 beds from people in their community in just a short period of time. And it overwhelmed him. He just was totally amazed that there, in a town he'd lived in all of his life, that there were that many kids sleeping on the floor in his area. When we started this, I I thought, you know, there's a need here, but, you know, we might, we might fulfill this need in a short period of time, but we've come to find out it's it's just continues exploding. And that population kind of turns over and becomes a new group of people every few months. So the number really never changes. Right, right. What has it meant for you with your walk with the Lord to to see this and to be a part of it? Well, I, I think being the hands and feet of Jesus is, is our call. And a lot of times we don't know how to do that. Uh, I was working with a group of guys in my small group, and we all like working with wood and doing things. And we did some some handicap ramps and some porches and things and we really got a lot of satisfaction out of helping people with our hands and we walked away and felt very good about it giving back to someone who was in need but the the need was not enough that it kept us busy we might go five or six months so when i saw this opportunity i said this is something that we can do on a regular basis and help people in our community use our woodworking and our hand skills and at the same time help children, which, you know, in their right, they, they have no control over where they're living and their conditions they're in. Yeah. And so when, the, when you roll up in there with a, a bed that's made just for them, bedding that's bought for them, and it's all of theirs, theirs personally, they're going to sleep in that bed tonight alone, what, what do the kids say? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the most wonderful experiences to have little kids come up and hug hug you you've never met them before there's nothing but but uh child affection there um just that interaction there for that hour hour and 15 minutes where they are is amazing and then to watch their big smiles on their faces as they get in their beds and yeah. start realizing this is actually mine and that you're there for them yes to just for them their need Yes, not mom or dad or anybody else in the house. This is just for them. Wow. 
Wow. And so, and I'm sure, you know, as a parent, you can't love me better than loving my kids. And so I'm sure that gives you an avenue to love, to talk to the parents because you love and their children. Yes. And, and for no reason, we're not a government agency. We're not from an organization, uh, that's out to promote ourselves for anything other than just helping children. And, you know, we don't ask for any publicity from that other than just allow us to show your pictures of your happy children and their kids. And that's really all we ever ask. And Greg, you did, you came with some pictures of, of children beaming with happiness in their brand new bed. Absolutely. And those are just, you know, there's countless memories. The pictures are one thing, but the memories and the stories of the teams that, yeah, actually go out and deliver and and get involved in this are, are amazing. And the organization of the ministry, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, is, is very unique because nobody gets a salary. There's no salaries all the way up. In fact, um, if you ever, if you go back and watch the uh, Returning the Favor video from uh, Mike Rowe, one of the things that Luke tells right off the bat is he left a six-figure job because he was so impassioned about doing this for children mm. uh, and has been doing that and still doing that, even though uh, he was a CNN hero finalist this year and has been interviewed and gone all over the United States talking about this organization now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, and, nobody gets a salary here. And you have a, a chapter here um, where you live, but you can it's very easily – well, that's a hard word. It's easily to set up a chapter wherever you live in Georgia. Absolutely, and that is the goal. The goal is to have a chapter in every community so every community has the opportunity to fulfill this need. We can only do so much in the areas that we're in. There are a number of chapters in Georgia, but Georgia is such a large state, and there's you know every little small community has the same need as Metro Atlanta or Columbus or Athens or any other community. It's just on a different scale, and there's no requirement from us to build a number of beds. It's whatever we feel for our community and what we raise money for and do. So mm-hmm. you can scale it up or down however you need to. Greg, would you lead me through the steps of setting up a chapter? Because I'm thinking, okay, great, but how do I build this bed? <laughs> you know, how do I do this? Uh, it, it's a lot simpler than, than I think a lot of people think because the organization is set up just to do this. So it's very, it's a, almost a plug and play. Um, but when I saw the video, I, I reached out to them on the website. There's a space. If you go on the shpbeds.org website, there's a place if you how to get involved, and there's a place I'm interested to be a chapter. Uh, and you can get in touch with them, and they'll follow up with you. And there's a an application process just to making sure that you know what you're getting into and that, that you meet the qualifications to try to drive an organization at that level. Um, and then... We basically raise funds and put volunteers together and follow the steps that they give us. And it's like following a recipe for a cake. <laughs> it all works at the end of the day. Step one, step two, <laughs> step three. <laughs> but such a wonderful group of guys all the way up. And, and I've met most of the the board members and things, but I've talked to a lot of the chapter guys around the United States. And very giving, very loving group of guys. You wouldn't do this if you didn't care about what goes on. All right, now I'm thinking about myself, and that is I can, I mean, I could, I, I bet I could hammer a nail. Let me, I mean, I probably could do that, but that's about it. I mean, my skill set level on carpentry. <laughs> well, we say it's uh, it's no skills required, no tools, no skills required. So part of 
our chapter responsibilities, we provide all the tools and all the materials. So basically we ask for a group of volunteers to come together on a Saturday morning. Um, probably 50% of our participants are women, and most of them have never had a battery-operated drill in their hand or a sander in their hand, and they walk away with a new set of skills, and a lot of them realize, hey, I've watched those renovation programs, and I really can do this. <laughs> I can be Joanna Gaines. I, I can put some shiplap on this bed. That's right. And... <laughs> All right, so let me, let me just see if I can summarize. You're saying that you could train even somebody like myself to build a bed. Absolutely. Uh, our training that my wife and I went to was actually in San Antonio. And there was a four-year-old boy and a 104-year-old gentleman wow. standing at the same table. So <laughs> when I saw that, I said, anybody can do this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I know that, uh, and I can see the passion uh, for this. So is there possibly one story that drives you, that whenever you think about building more and more beds, because you're up to 320 made and delivered beds in one year but is there like one story about a one child that just keeps you going oh that's um i, I think the the one delivery that that kind of got me uh, we had a um, school counselor who's been very very involved she's in a small community we've delivered 45 beds in her small community and so she's really passionate about her children in the school and she called us right before christmas uh, and we had kind of shut down for the holidays. And she said, I've got this family that uh, father's in jail and, you know, she's got three children and they, they've just gotten a place to live and they have absolutely nothing. And so my wife and myself and another couple pull some beds together and we roll up and she's in sweeping floors trying to get things cleaned up. And we typically do kind of like a, a Joanna Gaines thing. We, we try to keep the children away and put the beds together and have sure. kind of a reveal. A reveal, yeah. Yeah, so they, so they see this for the first time, so it's a really like a Christmas present. And so we put the beds together in the room, and the children come in, and they're all excited, and the mom walks in and just lays her head on my wife's shoulder and just cries, you know, because it's right before Christmas. She had absolutely nothing in the house for her children, but her children were safe in their beds that night. Yeah. That's one of hundreds. I was going to say. <laughs> we could go on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, and, and Greg, if someone's listening right now um, and they want to maybe start a chapter, how can they make that first step? Uh, they could go to shpbeds.org. They could call me. I would love to tell them our story, which is no different than almost every chapter that gets started, somebody hears about it, starts seeing the need in their own community, has a passion for it, and picks up the phone and starts down that track. But there's so many people to help you walk through. As chapter presidents, when we have new chapters start, you know, if, they, if they're starting to do bills and have questions, we're on the phone, we go help do bills with them. It's, it's really a great team effort for everybody. But really, uh, there's no territory thing with us. We, we would love to have 180 or 90 chapters mm. in Georgia, you know, if we could. And it sounds like, Greg, no matter where you live, there is a child sleeping on the floor. Absolutely. Now, 
And, and if you look statistically at the state of Georgia, our poverty level is higher than most of the rest of the United States. So the community that I live in, the, the county is like 21% under the poverty level. But inside the city limits, it's like 32%. So national statistics uh, for the rest of the United States says that about 2 to 2.5% of the population qualifies or lives in these kind of conditions. So whatever population you're in, you know, those percentages work fairly well. When the poverty level goes up, those numbers go up. So uh, you can take that in whatever community you're in and start doing the math. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's lots of children. And it's something that you can do that will make an eternal impact on that child. Because whenever they laid their head down asleep every single night, they'll think of, there's a person out there that loves me. And if that person loves me, then maybe there's a God out there that loves me. Absolutely. And one of the things that we noticed early on is we walked into homes and there's no bed, but there's a lot of times nothing else either. There are no toys, there are no books, there's nothing for those children. So some of our members, not SHP as an organization, but some of our individual members started buying age-appropriate uh, children's Bible stories and Bibles. Uh, so we're delivering those alongside now. And most of the time, they're thumbing through those books and reading those books on their brand-new beds before we're even leaving. So hopefully we're making a long-term impact in their beds and their sleep, but also in seeing that there is a God that loves them. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's why you pick up the hammer and, and nail the first nail is is to show children that there is a God that loves them and sees them. Right. And and it's a mission. You know, this yeah. is the local mission of the church, and we see it that way. We see, you know, we don't go to Jamaica like your group does and a lot of people going overseas, but you can take four hours on a Saturday every month or so and then go deliveries, and you're really making an impact for those people that are living right around the corner from you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for what you're doing, but, but really opening up our eyes um, to the needs. Cause you know, you might pass these children on the playground or they might be going to school with your kids. And you think about the condition of that night's sleep when they're at school the next morning. We encourage, we've, we've done a lot of work with youth groups, with private schools, yeah. uh, doing bill days. And when those kids get involved in the delivery process, you know, these, most of the kids have never lacked for anything in their life. And all of a sudden they go deliver in a neighborhood where children sometimes are in the same school system and they see how those kids are living. Um, it's a life-changing experience for a lot of them. And most of them ask to come back because they see the impact. Mm. Um, but they also see, well, He's sleeping in, on his desk today. Well, I know why he's sleeping today, because he didn't sleep last night. Uh, wow. It's, it's impactful. Yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like it's been impactful for yourself. It has. And how has that impacted then your relationship with the Lord? Oh, it stretches me <laughs> <laughs> all the time because uh, – we, we all work full-time jobs, and, you know, at the end of the day, you're tired, and, you, you know, you've worked your, your time, and you think that there's not much left. And then I go home, and I see applications and needs, and we start thinking about the kids we're helping, and, you know, it's just mm. there's not enough hours, but it doesn't make any difference. But 
the impact there for the long term. You know, we're thinking in our community, you know, where are those kids going to be 10 years from now? You know, have we, have we helped them in some way that's helped encourage them uh, with their relationships, with doing better in school, maybe reading that book and asking the right questions or going to someone and saying, what does this really mean? And making an internal impact that way. And it's more than just a bed. Absolutely. Wow. Would you give out that website um, for me one more time? Uh, shpbeds.org. Greg, I appreciate your time and, um, and just inspiring us to, to look in all the different aspects of how we can love and serve our neighbors. Well, thank you for having me.